families feel as if they've entered the coziness of a bed and breakfast rather than a sterile medical facility. You are listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Lila Ivey. Ms. Ivey is the Director of Community Outreach for the Hospice of Marion County in Acala, Florida. Lila, welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. Thank you, Susan. Tell us about the Hospice of Marion County. Well, for starters, Hospice of Marion County is based in Ocala, Florida, as you said, and that's right in the middle of Central Florida. It's just due north of Orlando, and Ocala is the county seat. Our agency has served this community since 1983. We're just about to celebrate our silver anniversary. We are the only hospice in Marion County. But way back when, we were an all-volunteer agency, but today it's a whole different story. We're a nonprofit organization called Hospice of Marion County and its affiliated companies, of which we have four. And we have 450 professionals, medical professionals, 530 volunteers, and we have locations throughout the county. We're called what is known as a comprehensive model of hospice. Comprehensive means that we offer a totality of services to not only our patients but the community at large. And we also have an academic aspect to our mission. So we're connected with the University of Florida, primarily through our pharmacy internship, and that means we have quite a bit of a commitment to professional education and research to make us comprehensive. Do physicians cycle through for education? Actually, right now we have only the pharmacy internship, of which we have 20 because we own our own pharmacy, which is a great economy of scale. We are able to offer our medications for a lot less. We save a lot of money each year. But we do have uh, physician training programs. We have one physician in particular that takes his show on the road. We call it just last week. He did a national webinar to 1,200 physicians and healthcare physicians on our um, palliative care program. Is that accessible to physicians nationwide? Yes. Oh, yeah. And how would listeners learn more about that? That's through the National Hospice and Palliative Care Organization, and we're also a member of what's called CAPSI, the Center for Advanced Palliative Care, because that's one of our main missions right now is to provide palliative care for anyone who is suffering for pain and symptoms, not just terminal patients. So that's part of our community mission. And what physician was the teacher? His name is Dr. Sigismundo Perez, P-A-R-E-S, but he's known as Picky, <laughs> Picky Perez, and he also just won a state award, a Hospital Hero Award from the Florida Hospital Association because of his continued commitment to getting this kind of word out. So Dr. Perez is a bit of a star around here, and he works both for us. He's our medical director, but he's a was on the chief of staff at the hospital, so he's he's quite the active educator. Is it true that the Hospice of Marion County has four hospice houses? We do, and that is certainly one of the services that we are most proud of. Marion County covers over 1,600 square miles with more than 300,000 people, so we're one of the largest counties in Florida, and that requires uh, quite a bit of drive time for us. So most of our care is home care. That's our focus, but because of our largeness, we also have four very lovely hospice houses located throughout the county, and that gives us a total of 64 beds, which means that we have the most of any hospice house our size in the nation. So we're quite proud of that fact. Describe the award the Tuscany Hospice House won. Well, it's our newest, our newest hospice house, and it opened just over a year ago, and it's near a community known as the Villages, which is a very large and rather extraordinary retirement area, which provides a very wonderful lifestyle for retirees, everything from golf to music every single night in their square. They have two squares every night of the year. 
And each year, Healthcare Design Magazine sponsors a national competition for healthcare facilities, and that's the whole gamut from hospitals, major medical centers, to specialty clinics. And it's called the Architectural Showcase. The announcement of the winners comes in the fall, and it coincides with their expo, which is held in Dallas, and coincidentally, it starts today, November the 2nd through the 6th, their showcase, and it's judged by a panel of architects and healthcare executives because it's quite a a unique type of competition, and we happen to be the only winner in the hospice category for this year, and the Tuscany House is featured in a two-page spread in the September issue of that magazine, Healthcare Design. And it's also visible on their, their website, healthcaredesign.com, and that will be live for the entire year. What are the criteria for winning? Well, Susan, it's very specific. It's based on excellence in four areas, innovation and creativity. Second, ease of functionality for the staff. Third is enhancement of emotional well-being and physical comfort for the patients and families that go there. And fourth, efficiency and facilitation of technology. And plus the applicants submit blueprints, before and after photographs in our case because we were a restoration project, which is another specific niche category. Our company profiles, goals and objectives, and some narratives on why we think our building is so extraordinary. What did the judges say about the Tuscany House? They reported that the Tuscany House not only met and exceeded all that criteria, it also features a particularly innovative design because it has four hubs, and that creates sort of a circular, and if you go on their website, you can see our blueprint. It creates a very high level of functionality, and by that, it creates sort of intimate areas, four different areas for visitors as well as the staff, and the visitors have their own family rooms and private gathering rooms and two serenity gardens. And we did that by removing walls and closing units of the prior structure to create a very spacious, non-clinical appearing building, and especially the nursing stations. It looks more like a hotel lobby. There's nothing that's apparent. And we served 10 suites and 14 private rooms in this one facility. And because it's designed with the four hubs, each wing is monitored by a nursing to patient ratio of one to four, which is very high level. So more time is spent at the bedside. And although it's equipped with a very high level for acute care, no apparatus whatsoever is available. Even the hospital beds are disguised by custom-designed cherry wood frames, so you don't even see anything that looks like a hospital bed. You just see a very lovely cherry wood carved headboard and footboard. And the authentic Tuscan theme, I believe, helped make us a winner. It includes the furnishings, the architecture, the lighting, detailing, fountains. So families do absolutely feel as if they've entered an Italian hostel rather than a sterile medical facility. And some of our other amenities, for example, include lighting, art, therapy, ceiling panels. There are pastoral scenes on a dimmer switch where people can just sort of like lie there if they're bedbound and look at something very beautiful instead of a ceiling. We also have Skype live video conferencing. That's free, and it's really wonderful. We have This is part of our technology along with our wireless call system, which the nurses wear around their wrists. But people may not see or be able to talk to their loved ones at the end of their life. So we have a Skype, which the person on the other end at any place in the world can download for free the, so- the software, and then you just dial it in, and there you see your loved one, and you can talk as if you're in a conversation. And we had one gentleman say, the only thing I can't do is reach out and hug. But he sang to her, and it was very sweet, and she had had a stroke and couldn't speak. But the smile and the glow that lit up her face was just very heartwarming. So it's those kind of little details 
and refrigerators in every room and microwaves that kind of gives people that sort of at-home feeling. And that helps our staff, too, because anything that's in the room means they don't have to be running down halls and getting things for them. And we also, we're in Hurricane Alley, Florida, as you probably well know. So we have a seven-day food and water supply and a backup generator. So people feel really assured that in an event of any kind of storm or power failure, that we're going to take care of their family members. So those are just some of the very special things about the Tuscany House. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and joining me is Lila Ivey, Director of Community Outreach for the Hospice of Marion County in Ocala, Florida, discussing the award-winning Tuscany House. Lila, how did the Hospice of Marion County decide on the design for the house? Well, we already owned the building. It was a kind of a rundown, older facility for memory care patients. And we decided to convert it to a hospice house, as I mentioned earlier, that there was a need down in the villages, this part of southern Marion County, for another hospice house. And so we were kind of limited on the space because we were renovating a current building. So the the maximum efficient hospice house is an eight-bed model. And this model creates the best patient service management and staffing for all the disciplines. So with the size of the existing building and how the wings were already set up, it just made sense to us to create two eight-bed wings and two four-bed wings. And since the square footage in the four-bed wings was larger, it gave us a really unique opportunity to create these ten lovely suites that we have. So they're very large. They have living room areas, kitchenettes, and an overall homey atmosphere. And all the rooms have private bedrooms. They're all decorated the same. But these, some of these suites are really outstanding. And this is just one more way that we can better serve families during a tough transitional time and because they simply feel like they're at home. And families that have large numbers of people coming to visit, 10 people, well, there's plenty of room. They're not just, like, standing in the hallway. So that really is a wonderful feeling for those families. And also we were very fortunate to discover a talented decorator and architects. And they worked very closely with what we call the house team that would be working there. And they knew from our previous construction, we had a building that we did from the ground up just three years previous, exactly what works and doesn't work. So they were able to create an overall design and ambiance of other locations in the villages so that our building just blends in with the beauty of the villages. And we incorporated that so that it very much fits in with the community as a whole. Who were the architects and designers? The architects were Johnson Peoples Architects of Ocala, Florida. And the designer is Carolyn Jennings, and our president and CEO says that she's simply magical because she absolutely knows exactly the kind of home-like atmosphere that we were trying to create. And her attention to detail, to paint colors, the, the way the door would open and close, every little detail, the way the fountains would sound, there wasn't any detail that was spared to make this a really lovely environment. Based on your experience, what's your best advice to listeners who may be thinking about restoring or building a new healthcare facility? It's quite a project, Susan, and we felt like the first thing to do is to really get experienced people on your team. This isn't something that you want to do, trial and error. So the first thing is to hire a project manager that, that will take this project from, from the get-go right to completion that knows every angle that you're trying to achieve. You really need to know and learn the state regulations for a healthcare facility prior to the design and building, and that'll, that'll save so much time in completion and anything you might have to redo. 
And it also gives you the true cost of the project up front because, as you may know, a healthcare facility cost per square foot is more than a non-healthcare facility because of those regulations. And you really need to know that right from the beginning. We had an architect that has experience in healthcare design because they'll ask the right questions. They'll know what kinds of things they need to watch out for, as well as the building contractor, also with that prior experience. So you don't have any surprises as you go along. And this will be very valuable in keeping costs down to to a minimum because you know there's going to be changes, and this is good to have. Same thing with the designer. And then involve the staff, as I mentioned before. the people That's key, the people that will be working there because they know. Lila, thank you so much for joining us to discuss the award-winning Tuscany House. Well, thank you for having me. I'm Susan Dole, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments at ReachMD.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of the ReachMD library. Thank you for listening.